Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, where we break down exactly how smart business owners and corporate leaders leverage the powerful advantage of being a published book author. I'm your host, Mike Capuzzi, and you're in the right place if you want profitable, nonfiction book writing tips. In a world where digital transformation is the game changer, my guest today wrote the rule book for success in the digital landscape. He's the mastermind behind Amazon's Marketplace, a platform that now makes up over 50% of all units sold and shipped by the e-commerce giant. John Rossman is a keynote speaker and the best-selling author of books like Think Like Amazon and The Amazon Way, which gives you the roadmap to innovation and leadership in the digital age. John, welcome to the show. Mike, thanks for having me on The Author Factor. I appreciate it. And when I saw your, your various books, very intriguing because of your background, you, you're you know, an expert to speak on this topic. So John, I very barely touched on your background and what you've done. Can you share with my listeners a bit more about where you've been and what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. So uh, I've always been a problem solver. So I work with businesses on, on strategy and solving problems leveraging all the levers of change, leadership, communication, process design, technology, all of that. I was an early leader at Amazon. So I was there from early 2002 through late 2005. I got to the, lead the launch of the Amazon marketplace. I ran another business there. I left Amazon in late 2005, started working with my clients on their hard problems on digital transformation. And that's what I still do today. So you, you are working with clients. You're also a keynote speaker, right? Yes. You're out there yep. speaking. Yep. That- I, I, I consider that just part of my work with clients, yeah. honestly. You know, like the underlying mission of all my books, my newsletter, my keynote speaking, my advisory work, my consulting work, it's, it's all the same. It's about them and helping them compete and win in the digital era. It's just different modalities of how I work with them. You know, we work with clients and it's for certain clients, it's a bit hard to sort of extract what we call their special sauce. What makes them special, unique, uh, able to talk about whatever their topic is. But your background working with Amazon, uh, you know, obviously that's an, an amazing pedigree and you've been able to leverage it with your books. And just to share with our audience, you've published three books with a fourth one coming out, correct? Yeah. So three books. Um the Amazon way, which is kind of the durable bestseller about my story to Amazon, the Amazon leadership principles, think like Amazon 50 and a half ideas to become a digital leader, which is, is kind of the companion book. That's the full playbook of all the mechanisms from Amazon. And then I wrote a book on the internet of things um, for business people to build a strategy for how the internet of things could impact their business. And then, yes, I've got a fourth book coming out next February. So February 2024, and can you tease? Yes. Is there any, what can you yeah, tease I'd, 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 I'd love to. Uh, guess what? It's not about Amazon, though. It's called, <laughs> um, it's called Big Bet Leadership, Your Transformation Playbook for Winning in the Hyper-Digital Era. My co-author was my client. He ran strategy and planning at T-Mobile and at Google Ads. And as we all know, the vast majority of digital transformations of major strategies fail. Over 80% of them fail. Those are all big bets. But we know that they're needed in the business, right? Like the, the, the need to change and to take bold moves has never been higher. 
well, that's, that's, that's a real pickle, right? Like that's a problem. And so Big Belt Leadership is designed to specifically address the failure points for why these digital transformations, why these big bets fail and what senior leaders can do to have better success at them. So I've got to ask, because I come from corporate America decades ago now, the, the new book, John, it, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily targeted to a small business owner. Is it more for corporate leaders? Corporate teams? I, 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 I would say um, mid-sized businesses and up, but it, it, but it can apply at the team level also. And so it really focuses on defining the hard problem that you need to solve in a business and then building around that. Everything from being very specific about what the future is and testing the hypotheses to how we communicate, to how we make the big decisions relative to this big bet. And it's all about how do we think big, but bet small. The whole key is, is having ambition, but not committing to it until you've tested out the, the critical few risk factors that always sink these and bring all your stakeholders along on the journey in the appropriate manner. Very good. Very interesting. And while, while we're talking about it, um, I'm doing a Kindle book giveaway when it releases in February. So if listeners go to bigbetleadership.com, sign up for the Kindle book. I'll send you the book uh, when it releases next February. And my only ask, and this is a request, is that they write a customer review. So real quick on that idea. So you yeah. are, you're going to price the Kindle book pre-launch for free. No, I'm going to price it for uh, a dollar okay. for at launch and uh, do a, a nice Kindle book giveaway. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. All right. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a very smart and, strategy. And, and, and then after a month, it'll go to $17. Yeah. So it's, it, it'll be a nice book. For sure. And as a side note, because it's an important topic for book authors, especially authors on Amazon, uh, asking for that review is, is important. You have to do it. And you, you and I both know. I, though I think one of your books I saw had over 1,000 reviews, didn't it? Yeah, the Amazon Way, I think, has 1,400 yeah, customer nice reviews. Yeah, Thank you. It, it it really is hand like everything about these books. It's hand to hand combat, right? It, like it's asking everybody I meet, please write a customer review. If somebody sends me sends me a compliment, would you write a review? Like it's that's and it's so important not to just have reviews, but to have them over time and to continuously yes, yes, get them. It yes. really feeds the algorithm um, of the machines there. Yes, it's funny, John. Just as we're recording this, now you're making me feel small. But one of my books just hit 300 reviews, which you know, for a self-published, smaller, you know, very niche book, it's not. That's not a you know nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, I saw one. Of, I, yeah, I saw the Amazon way, and that's that. I know the work involved there. And you're right. I love the hand-to-hand combat because combat metaphor because that really is book marketing. Yeah. It, 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 everything about it is like all these little tiny things you do consistently yep. over time to put the book in play. Uh, at, at, at least at the level I, I play it, it, it's been no one big thing that has made the difference. Other, other than, uh, other than writing a good book, I would say that that everything gets ten x better if you actually write a good. Uh, durable book, so one that has some staying power. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, the Amazon way just for a few minutes because, it, it, again, your background, the I mean, the full title, 
is uh, the Amazon way, Amazon's 14 leadership principles. So, uh, you know, very captivating title. Can you share, John, some tips or just something to encourage our listeners to go get that book now? Like, who's a great reader for that? Who, who are you targeting? And what's one or two things they'll get by reading that book? So the Amazon way is kind of my story to Amazon and the story of the Amazon leadership principles. But none of this stuff is about Amazon. It's about what you or somebody can take from a company like Amazon to incorporate. We've done three editions of this book, sold over 200,000 copies, translated into the 13 languages. In the third edition, um, one of the things I did was I wrote a new appendix about building your own leadership principles in no way is my proposal that Amazon's leadership principles, either in entirety or singularity, are the right leadership principles for somebody else. But thinking through them, how do we solve problems? How do we work together? How do we differentiate our business? What are the, the important kind of unique tenets or principles that differentiate our business is a critical scaling factor to creating consistency and developing leadership within a business. And so I've had that conversation so many times in so many places, I decided, well, let's give a tool, give a framework, give some approaches in the new appendix so that somebody can do that. So that's one of the things in the latest edition of the book that, that I did to help keep it fresh and to again, add value to the reader of like, okay, yeah, how would I go about building my own leadership principles? Very good. So a little bit more background on the book. Uh, when was it first published? First published in 2014. Wow, so three editions. Um, yeah. Obviously, given it's top the topic, it makes sense. And I know you've done a variety of different publishing formats. The, this particular book was published how? Uh, this book was published with... Clyde Hill Publishing, and there's a great story kind of behind that, uh, but we ride the rails of KDP. And so it's a, it's a, it's a self-published um, platform book, but with a publishing imprint on it right. of Clyde Hill Publishing. Yeah, one would think that a book about Amazon probably should be on Amazon KDP, right? <laughs> it, 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 I completely agree. That has been only appropriate. So, yeah. Yeah, very good. You mentioned uh, before we were hit record, you're, you're doing a lot. You're speaking. You're working with clients. You're, you're on podcasts. Uh, you've got a new book coming out, so you're already thinking about you know the marketing around that. John, I'd love to hear a bit more about what's worked for you. Again, you're, you're, people who are listening right now may have not have written that first book. Maybe they have. It's, it hasn't. You know. So we're trying to encourage folks to you know re, reinvigorate if they haven't done anything or have done little. To get that book out there, because as we both know, a book that doesn't have an audience isn't going to do anybody good. So what has been working for you um, for you know, at least the three books? And is there anything you're doing for the fourth book besides the Kindle giveaway that, that might be uh, interesting for our listeners? Quick pause. If you're here, you're obviously interested in the power of a well-crafted business book. Have you yet to write your first book or thinking about the next one? Make your move. Head over to bitesizebooks.com and secure a session to brainstorm your book idea with me, Mike Capuzzi. With over 240 business leaders and entrepreneurs turned successful authors under my guidance, let's explore if we're the right fit. Your author journey begins today. Now, back to the show. I mean, it's all the little levers of 
you know, blogging. I write a newsletter also called the Digital Leader Newsletter, and that's kind of a subtle way of, of getting the books in front of people. Um, you know, keynote speaking and finding opportunities to have uh, book purchases as part of the keynote speaking. I put the book in front of all of my clients and we, we literally put it to work, right? And so all of these workbooks, I consider workbooks, meaning you should read it, you should debate it and, and talk about, well, how might it apply to us and then do whatever appropriate next step. So I actually use the book as part of kind of my client delivery mechanisms, depending upon the circumstance. There's a few other books I also use, but you know, books are such a powerful change lever um, to actually get people to do something different and to believe something different. They have some magical properties um, to them to do that. The podcasting has been uh, a consistent driver of getting your message out there, getting the book out there. You control so much more of the narrative and it's long form conversations. The, the, the thing that's been, um, and Amazon ads have obviously been, been really important, uh, especially at times to, to really create market around the book. The thing that's been really tricky is PR and publicity. I've had some, some big wins and a lot of wasted efforts and money relative to it. It's really hard, I think, to get the, the PR and publicity angle right. And I'm still looking for you know, good mechanisms uh, to do that. So th those are some of the things that, that I think about. But you know, the, it, it all comes from my belief that the book is not the business, right? The book is just the world's best calling card. And I'm in it for the long term. And so when I, when I have those two things, it makes it easy for me to give copies of the book away, right? Cost me 10 bucks, you know, whatever it is. And that's the best brand imprint and opportunity to, to not just influence somebody, but to impact something, somebody to have a positive impact, whether, whether you do business with them going forward or not. And my, my favorite days are a day when I get an email from somebody, I got somebody from a, Harley, from Harley Davidson a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, I read the Amazon way. It, it really had an impact in how we're thinking about customer centricity. It's like best day ever, right? Um, and so I, I think when you, when you combine kind of the book's not the business and long-term thinking, then it frees you up to invest in ways relative to the book that if you have a short-term mindset and if you're actually trying to make direct money off the book, I think gets harder to do. Amen to that. I mean, you said, I think you said before we hit record, you said it was like a hand-to-hand -hand battle every day, right? And it really is that, that metaphor of like just, it's consistency and persistency. And you also said it's a long-term play. And I, I always want to encourage listeners to get that because I've unfortunately have seen it many times, you know, all the efforts put into the book, it, it comes out, they maybe if they're on Amazon, they, they do a, you know, some sort of launch. And then a month later, they're on something else. And uh, I, I had a, a guest, a well-known business book author, I guess about 100 episodes ago, but she was on and she, uh, I love one of her books had a big impact on me years ago. And um, gosh, she wrote it like 20 years ago. And it's still just, you know, has such impact. So, and that goes to your point of having that great book. So, and I think that there's a style of book design that helps make the content more, I, I use the word durable, more evergreen, more lasting. And 
I always start, I, I get a lot of people approaching me like, Hey, John, I want to write a book. And I always, I always start with two key questions. One is who is your audience and what do you hope that they come away from the book on? So what's the value proposition to, to the reader? And secondly is what are your goals and like in getting as tangible about that. And it's amazing how many people don't have those things thought through. They, they have a story, they have a point, but they really haven't thought it through from a value proposition to the reader. Um, and they, they haven't really thought through, they, they haven't digested that the book's not the business, something else is the actual business. And so they really haven't thought through the connection of the effort and the expense of doing the book and how they're going to leverage it in their business and what their goals are relative to it um, to really understand, well, how do we put all the stepping um, stones together for what the real business is beyond the book? And if you have a perspective on that, then writing and designing the right book becomes a lot easier. And I just want to clarify, because initially when you said design, so you're, when you're talking design, you're not necessarily talking about the way it looks, are you, right? You're talking about the architecture. The, the mission of the yeah. book, right? Like, like who, who's the reader and what does it deliver to them? I'm, I'm chuckling only because when we work with clients, I work with all of our clients, you know, one-on-one because again, my background's in marketing and consulting and we spend the first couple of Zoom sessions together before they even think about writing, extracting that. Who's your target reader? You know, all, so it's, 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 it's refreshing to hear you reiterate. And, and, and what's funny about that, Mike, is like, that's what you do with, with any value proposition, whether it's a book or a new product or a service or some sort of transformation is like, who is this going to matter to? And let's get really specific about our hypotheses about what that is. Um, and that is the whole underlying first principles of innovation and experimentation is is trying to define who your customer is and what's the pain that you are relieving for them. Love it. Love it, John. Let's shift to, maybe this hasn't happened to you, but most, you know, most book authors, especially multi-book authors, you know, they've learned something from a previous effort, a mistake made, a speed bump that they encountered that they're not, you know, like, for example, your fourth book. Is there something, John, that you've learned about the book, either the writing, the publishing, or the marketing um, that you just want to share with our listeners just to be aware of? Yeah, so... I wrote a book called Think Like Amazon, 50 and a Half Ideas to Become a Digital Leader. I did it with a traditional publisher. And what I didn't fully understand, what I didn't fully grok was that future releases of the book had tight controls and, and from the publisher. And so it is difficult for me to do a second edition of that book because of the publishing contract. So I wish I had paid closer attention to it. And again, kind of played it forward a little bit of like, oh, you know, what might the future hold? What might I want to be able to do with this book? And so that is a, a bit of a painful lesson that I've learned. So yeah, over 200 episodes. That's the first time I've heard that. That that specific uh, speed bump, let's call it. Uh, I've heard other issues about ownership of content, uh, especially with, with the publisher. But yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of sense because I know for even my own books, which are published through our company, but up on Amazon, for example, 
if I want to make an update or change something, you know, it's like that. But you're right that you you're handcuffed to a very good tidbit to share. So, so John, as we get ready to wrap up here, I'd love to hear your perspective on what it has meant for you to be a published book author. Well, there's personal things that I have gotten from it of just the forcing function and the creativity of struggling through actually writing a good book. And I get a tremendous amount of, of uh, you know, I get in the flow when, I, when I'm really writing good content. And part of the Amazon way and of this new book is actually putting writing to work in companies through memos, right? And so the way to experiment is actually by writing it out. And so it leverages the the very things that Amazon does. They call it working backwards. They write memos, um, but it also applies to to writing of the book. So I've I've just um, I didn't realize the the creative satisfaction of actually writing a book. And then the second thing we've kind of already mentioned this, like, you know, my best day is when somebody tells me, Hey, the books impacted the way we're thinking about something. And that's just an intrinsic reward that um, just, you know, lights me up and is just a cool way of, of impacting somebody. And then again, it's, they're the best business card ever made. And so when you think about it as a business card, then like it is, given me more opportunities and separated me in a way from other advisors or consultants that you couldn't, you couldn't buy that type of, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how oftentimes just because you are a published author, I will have people coming to me and telling me about their business problems without ever asking me to credentialize myself or to ask me to explain myself. I never got that as a consultant or advisor pre-books and everything. And so it, it, it buys you this immediate trust and relevancy with prospects and with clients that I think is really hard to create kind of that, that halo effect or that trust effect that a book does. Yeah. You know, I, I concur a hundred percent and, uh, I've seen it over and over again. And, uh, it really is about the effort made. And, and again, it is all grounded in writing a quality book and, and really you know, trying to make an impact in, in at least one reader's life. So, well, John, listen, this has been great. How can our listeners learn more about you? How can they get more information about the forthcoming book and all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, so the forthcoming book and get your Kindle edition, go to bigbetleadership.com, otherwise johnrossman.com or uh, find me on LinkedIn. And if they're interested in your, I know there's information about your keynote speaking. Is there a real, just very quickly, is there a real events that you're ideally suited for? Yeah. um, I love helping companies build leadership for innovation. And so whether it's a team conversation or a user conference, whatever it is, like my, my uniqueness is combining what is leadership and how do we build skills for leadership and how do we apply that to the art and science of how do we actually innovate within large companies? That is the real intersection of what I do. Very good. Well, John, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today. Mike, great being here. Thanks. 
Well, that wraps up another episode of the Author Factor Podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Subscribe, tell a friend, and go grab the notes and extras at theauthorfactor.com. And to learn more about my unique short book publishing services, please check out bitesizebooks.com. See you next time.